I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou. And on this edition of the show, we're going to be reacting to the Europa League group stage draw. The Gunners back in European competition, back in a competition in which they've reached the last four on three of the last four seasons they've participated in it. It's why I keep saying that Arsenal could very much go on and win this competition. For me, it is one of the priorities this season. Um, you know, obviously it gives us a route back into the Champions League as well, but I have i don't remember Arsenal winning a European trophy. They've won one in my lifetime, but I don't remember it. I was a kid. And so for me, there is this burning desire inside of me to go on and uh, and see this team lift European silverware. Now, I know it's not ideal in terms of being the competition that we want to be in. In an ideal world, we'd like to be in the Champions League, but we're not. So let's make the most of this and take it as an opportunity both to qualify, as I say, for the big one, but also to get ourselves some European silverware. If Mikel Arteta could achieve that, that would be some feat, wouldn't it? I know Arsene Wenger was in the Champions League most years, but he never, ever uh, achieved a European trophy or winning a European trophy with Arsenal. So that would be something on Mikel Arteta's CV uh, that would look really, really good, as well as the clubs, of course, mo most and more importantly. The draw has been made. The Gunners have been drawn into Group A and they will face PSV Eindhoven of the Netherlands. They'll face Bodo Glimt of Norway and FC Zurich of Switzerland. My overall thoughts on the draw are it could have been a lot worse. PSV is the one that I didn't want. It's the one that I look at and I think will give us, um, you know, a hard time. They're a difficult opponent. The Phillips Stadion is a very atmospheric place, going to be a very difficult place to go. I expect and imagine we'd have enough at the Emirates Stadium, no problem. But given that Arsenal are likely to rotate the team, rotate the squad for these fixtures, I think PSV is the one that I look at and I go, that's a potential banana skin. Although really and truly, we should still be able to get through it relatively unscathed. The other two, I think, are, are good draws. I think they're teams that I expect, again, Arsenal to beat and teams that I think we could beat with even with that rotation and even with those changes to the lineup that I've mentioned. Um Some of you have got your opinions as well on those teams too. Please keep them coming. Um, I really want to get your opinions and your views on the draw throughout the show. But I'll go through the three teams. Um, I'll give you sort of my initial thoughts on them. Now, I have to say this straight up. I'm not an expert on Dutch football. I'm not an expert on Norwegian football. And I'm certainly not an expert on Swiss football. So I'm, I know that my opinions and I know that my views um, are going to be limited on this. And of course, as we go into those fixtures, as we build up to those fixtures, I will do my best to get people onto the show who can give us a little bit more insight and a little bit more information around what we should and can expect from these sides. But I guess the first thing, PSV Eindhoven, what jumps out to me at that one? Well, when I was growing up, PSV Eindhoven were one of the powerhouses 
in Dutch football. And you could still argue that they are. They finished second to Ajax in the Dutch Eredivisie last season. They were only two points behind Eric Ten Hag's side by the end of the campaign. Um, and they narrowly missed out on Champions League qualification just the other night when they were beaten over two legs by Glasgow Rangers. So, um, yeah, they're no mugs. They've still got, at the moment, at the time of recording, uh, Cody Gakpo. They've still got uh, a player in him who a lot of people are looking at, a player that a lot of people think is destined for bigger and better things. But it hasn't happened yet. Um, you know, he hasn't moved on yet. So at the time of recording, he is still very much a part of that PSV Eindhoven squad and somebody that we're going to have to, um, we're going to have to look out for. Um, if I go to the PSV Eindhoven squad on, uh, on transfer marked and kind of filtered back to last season, um, we can kind of have a good look. I, I know that the season's already started now and people are going, well, you know, why are you looking back at last season? Well, ultimately, it's so early in the season. It's very, very difficult, isn't it, to make many conclusions about sides at the moment. But people to watch are, of course, uh, Cody Gakpo, who I've already mentioned. Aaron Zahavi, uh, an Israeli centre-forward, scored 20 goals in all competitions last season. Mario Goetze is in the side. Ritsu Duan um, Bruma, uh, left winger, got 10 goals last season as well. So there is some pretty good talents in that PSV squad and players that we're going to have to be uh, aware of, going to have to be mindful of. I know people say, um, you know, people look at individual results and they say, oh, well, look, they did this to this team last season. So we have to be mindful of them or, or they got beaten by this team by this much. So we shouldn't even worry about it. Listen, I don't care what anybody says to me. PSV Eindhoven away from home in a packed Philips Stadion is a difficult European tie. It is. It just is. Um, and so, yeah, they got beaten by Rangers. Ibrox is a difficult place to go as well. So I'm not going to read into those individual results too much. And just like, you know, Bodo Glimt, who in October 21 battered AS Roma, the Europa Conference League winners of last season under Jose Mourinho, they battered them 6-1. But that doesn't mean that I think Bodo Glimt are going to be much better than us and be able to beat us. I think overall, this is a draw that is very, very positive from an Arsenal perspective. As I've said, at least four of the six fixtures, I think we're going to be able to get away with playing a second string. And I don't envisage us having too many problems. PSV Eindhoven at home shouldn't really be a problem. But that one away fixture is the one that I look at. However, what I will say is this, and if I'm not mistaken, only the group winners guarantee, well, sorry, let me rephrase that. So the group winners go through. The team that finishes second will go into a playoff, am I right in saying, with the side, uh, with the sides that drop out of the Champions League. So you, you might beat FC Zurich twice. You might beat Bodo Glimp twice. PSV might do that as well. And so the fixtures between us, because I expect us to be the two best teams in the group, could be very, very significant. And it only takes one off night, one off day to put you on the back foot and then add an additional fixture to your pile that you really, really don't need. So um, it is an important game and it is a game that we need to be focused on. It is a game that if we're caught napping, we will be punished in. So there we are. Um, 
as I say, Bodo Glimp, they did get that famous result against Roma. They too were in the Champions League qualifiers. Uh, they got beaten by Dinamo Zagreb, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they are third in the Norwegian League currently. It's 19 games in because, of course, their timings in terms of the season are a little bit different. Uh, so they might be sharper, might be fitter, might be more in their rhythm. Or you could look at it the other way around and say maybe there's a bit of a, an issue with fatigue and uh, and the fact that they're having to play or have played a lot of games this season already. And then FC Zurich. I mean, I don't know F all about FC Zurich. I'd be lying if I, I said I did. But I just had a quick glance before we went live at the Swiss league table. It's only five games in, but they are sitting rock bottom of the league. They're currently in the relegation playoff place in the Swiss league, which only has 10 teams in it, to be fair. Um, but they were champions last year. So, again, how much do you read into that? How much do you look into the two differences uh, in terms of those league positions, i.e. where they finished at the end of last season and where they are at the start of this one? How much do you read into that? Again, I think it's a game that we should win. I think it's a game that we should win quite comfortably. Um, and, and so not overly concerned about that. So overall, a decent draw. Um, but I would have preferred somebody else from pot two. Uh, other than PSV Eindhoven. The other thing with PSV Eindhoven is Ruud van Nistelrooy is the manager. Remember him? He is somebody that Arsenal fans don't like very much, myself included, um, because of his Manchester United past, because of that one particular day as well, if you remember, uh, where he got Patrick Vieira sent off and then missed the penalties. Remember that? Um, so, yeah, I'd quite like uh, to stick it to Ruud van Nistelrooy. Um, in the Europa League. And it would be great if we could eliminate his team as well or put them in a position uh, where they will get eliminated later on. Uh, Guna Vettel mentions as well um, the artificial pitch at Bodo Glimp. That's another good point. Um, you know, it, I, I'm assuming that you're right and that they do play uh, on an artificial pitch. I, I don't know for sure. Um but if that is the case, it is a problem. We saw, was it Manchester United last season against, was it last season or the season before, against young boys where they really struggled, didn't they, uh, on that artificial pitch? It's a completely different ball game. I always worry as well about injuries and stuff when you talk about artificial pitches. So, yeah, that's something to be mindful of as well. In terms of where we've got to travel, the Netherlands isn't too far. It's a relatively easy trip and easy journey to do. Bodo Glimp, Norway is not the worst. You know, you could have been going somewhere a lot further. You could have been going to Karabag in Azerbaijan, which is miles away. Um, I, I'd have loved for us to get one of the Cypriot teams because, you know, I, I just wanted any excuse to go to Cyprus and to go to Cyprus basically without lugging the wife and kids. But um, that's a long trip as well. You know, it's a good, what, nearly five hours on the plane uh, to go to Cyprus and to come back. So in terms of travelling, that's not ideal either. FC Zurich, Switzerland, well, that's not far either. So in terms of travelling, I think we kind of got away with it here. You know, we don't have one of those really long haul trips. And I don't know exactly in which order the fixtures are going to be played yet. I'm sure we're going to get more information on that. And when we do, of course, we'll clarify it on the Chronicles of Aguna podcast, as we always do. But... Um, but yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see where these fixtures fall, um, which fixture falls in between which Premier League games. I'm really, really interested to see that. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a look. 
In terms of draws, just before we we continue reacting to this and, and talk about some of the other bits and pieces on the agenda, uh, I just wanted to mention for those of you that um, haven't seen it, I'm sure you have by now, but Arsenal face Brighton at home in the Carabao Cup. That's an interesting draw. Could have been a lot easier, couldn't it? But there's a few of the big Premier League teams coming up against one another in that. So if we can get through Brighton, then it does, of course, mean that at least... Uh, we take another step and also some of the other clubs that you would say at this moment in time are threats in the competition could be eliminated as well. Um, as I say, look, I did, being a Cypriot, I did really want a Cypriot team. And there's a part of me that, although I've just said it's a positive that we don't have to travel that far, etc., etc. There is a part of me that's a little bit disappointed that that isn't going to happen. But I am delighted for Omonia, who, um, listen, I'm not an Omonia fan. I don't particularly like them as a football club. Surprise, surprise. But um, I know how much it means to the Cypriot teams when they get to the group stages of these competitions and when they get the opportunity to play games against the likes of Manchester United. There are a lot of Cyp- Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year, producing a balanced budget, not just for football, and saving on travel because spending less on airfares means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favourite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Priots that support Manchester United, there will be a lot of them who will tell you that their English team is Manchester United and Omonia is their Cypriot team. So although I'm not an Omonia man, I have to say for them, that is that is pretty much a dream draw. Uh, lots of them will be making the trip, I'm sure, to Old Trafford. And lots of them will infiltrate uh, the Manchester United crowd as well, I'm sure. And I'm sure uh, that the GSP Stadium in Nicosia will be absolutely rampacked as well for the visit of Manchester United. So great draw from them. And of course, AEK Larnaca are in the competition as well. And the best of luck to them. Um, Let me uh, just bring up the uh, entire draw and we'll just chat through a bit, uh, a few of the bits and pieces uh, from it. So uh, here it is, just waiting for it to load up. There we go. So Group A, Arsenal, PSV, Bodo, Glimt, Zurich. Uh, group B is the group that AK Larnica have gone in. That's a difficult group for them. Dinamo, Kiev, Ren and Fenerbahce are in there. Uh, Roma go into the group with uh, Ludogorets, Betis and HJK. Group D is not the most exciting, Braga, Malmo, Union Berlin and St. Gilois. Uh, in Group E, as I mentioned, Manchester United, look, I think their group is easy, right? Omonia and Sheriff are two sides that they should be beating very, very comfortably. I think Sheriff got a, a win against Real Madrid or something or some sort of result against Real Madrid in European competition not too long ago, if my memory serves me correctly. But just like us, they've got a potential difficult opponent in Real Sociedad, particularly the away fixture there, is going to be a tough one, I think. Um, Group F sees Lazio, Feyenoord, Michelin and Sturm Graz uh, all put together. Olympiacos are in Group G with Karabag, Freiburg and Nantes. And Group H is Krednar Zvezda, i.e. Red Star, uh, 
also known as, I beg your pardon, Krivna, Zvezda, R, Red Star, Belgrade, Monaco, Ferenc Varos, and Trabzonspor of Turkey. Look, I know the Champions League sides. Whoops. What's happened there? One second. There we go. Don't know what happened there. Um, I know the Champions League sides are um, are going to drop into the competition. I know that it's very difficult to predict who's going to win it from this early stage, of course. But I do really feel like Arsenal have a chance. I really do feel like Arsenal have an opportunity here to, um, you know, to, to give people minutes. I think that's one of the really significant parts of this um, of this draw for me or significant aspects of this draw is that I look at, as I've mentioned, at least four of the group stage fixtures. So four out of the six and think Arsenal could win those with a second string. It gives Nketiah opportunities to start, opportunities to get goals on the board, opportunity to build up his confidence. It gives Sambi Lakonga the opportunity to play some much needed minutes. It gives Matt Turner the opportunity in goal uh, to get used to things at Arsenal and to develop. It gives us the opportunity to play players like Fabio Vieira, Emile Smith-Rowe, etc., etc. Players who right now currently don't find themselves in the starting eleven. Um, you know, so it, this is why you want this type of draw in the Europa League. And I think, look, even though I've said it's a good draw overall, and it is, I think it's very difficult when you look at the way the pots are done. So you've got to be really bloody unlucky to come away with a really difficult group at this point in the competition. Um, I hope that people turn up and go and see the games. I know that if you go every week and you're traveling from a long way, you know, you might not get up for the idea of traveling down to see Arsenal against Bodo Glimt at Emirates Stadium or Arsenal against FC Zurich. But it does give the opportunity to people that can't always get tickets, hopefully the opportunity to go. And um, and yeah, I think, um, you know, it, it's as I say, it's a breeding ground for us to be able to get people up to speed, keep people engaged, keep their fitness levels and match sharpness at a good level whilst being competitive on the continent as well. So, um, yeah, we could easily win every single game. I you know, I'd never say never because you could drop points at Bodo Glimt and you could drop points at Zurich. But, you know, the one that jumps out to me, as I keep saying, is the PSV Eindhoven away game. I think if we get through that, we've got nothing to fear. And I don't think there's any reason um, why we shouldn't get through that. We are the superior side. We do have a better group of players. Um, and as I've already mentioned, I'd love to get one up on Rude Van Nistelrooy. Um... Okay, uh, a couple of other bits since we last done a podcast. Nicolas Pepe has departed. He has joined uh, Nice on loan for the rest of the season. Mikel Arteta was speaking about that a little bit today in his press conference. Um, you know, it, it was always on the cards, and he did say the the, the uh, he did make the point that Nicolas Pepe was really pushing hard for this as well, which I guess is good. You know, you want to know that your player wants to be playing football. I guess. Um, that's that's the way I see it. Um, I don't want to go too much into the press conference because we're going to do another stream later on today where we're going to be previewing Arsenal's Premier League clash with Fulham coming up tomorrow. So we'll save the press conference chat for that. Um, but I did want to remind you guys uh, of the uh, latest offering as well uh, from our good friends over at Football Prizes. We talked about this one the other day and what... 
uh, a prize it is. What an offer uh, they have on at the moment. Let me just find the page. I should have done this before. I'm so unorganized. The draw is literally finished. And there's me like sort of jumbling through a stream, um, which I'm not at all prepared for. It's really bad on my part. Lack of professionalism. Uh, hold on a second. There we go. So if I share my screen now, if you do go over to Football Prizes, the link is in the description below. The opportunity is still there for you to win this Dennis Burkamp signed and custom framed Arsenal shirt or one of their 11 instant win prizes. To enter the draw tickets cost £4.95. There are 299 of them available. The competition ends on Tuesday, the 30th of August at 7.30pm. However, there are just around about 40 tickets left. They're nearly gone. I don't think this one's going to last as far as until Tuesday. So if you are interested in the opportunity to win a signed and framed Dennis Burkamp Arsenal shirt, then please do visit that link in the description. And we thank Football Prizes for their support of the podcast as always. Also, one other final thing from me before I take some of your questions. I do want to get some of your questions on the Europa League draw. Um, if they are Fulham-related questions, save them for later. We'll be doing an in-depth preview for that game, which I'm really, really looking forward to. I've been looking into Fulham quite a bit this morning um, and breaking down the way they play. And, and I'm going to bring you guys uh, a bit of a tactical analysis as well uh, in that show. So uh, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you leave a like on this video. Make sure uh, that, of course, your... Um, your notifications are turned on. That way you'll never miss a show. Uh, but I mentioned to some of you guys in the Discord server yesterday. So been talking um, a lot about the membership stuff here on YouTube. Um, I'm not massively happy with the way it works. Um, I know that there's not enough members content at the moment. And so one of the things that I spent a lot of time doing over the summer was coming up with ideas and coming up with things that we could do to make sure that the members' content is much more consistent, uh, much more consistent, because I know that it, it needs to be, and I appreciate the support that I get from you guys. And as I've said to you before, the, the way you guys have supported me has allowed me to continue this dream of, of you know, making my own content and that being a part of my income and a part of my sort of... Um, work and, and career. It's not just a hobby for me. Um, it is something that I'm very proud to say is is part of my job and part of my working life. So I'm super grateful for that, but I want to make it better. And I don't feel like I can do that on this platform. So what I want to do um, is gauge you guys' thoughts. If you are a member, please do um, get in the Discord server and let me know your thoughts on this. Um, what I'm going to do is move it over, move the memberships over to a different platform, which means you will download an app, an app that features a number of podcasts. There's a lot of high profile podcasts using this app. Um, and, and what you'll be able to do is, is move your membership essentially over to this app. Once your membership is there, you will have access to all of the content as normal, but you'll also have access to the premium content that only members can get to now the reason i one of the other big reasons i want to do this is because at the moment our audio listeners get no premium content they don't get anything 
those that listen to this podcast exclusively on um on you on audio sorry don't get access to any of that stuff so this would open it up to the audio listeners but also to the youtube people who prefer it in video form as well the content will be across both you can choose how you consume it but at the moment i can't have members from the audio side and that for me is annoying and it doesn't really work when you think that we've probably got around about the same amount of subscribers on audio as we do on youtube so it, it just doesn't make sense to me to leave things as they are um it does mean that you'll have to download a new app it does mean that you'll have to sign up on that app um i will leave the youtube memberships on for a while so that those who don't want to make the jump or will make the jump but might not do it straight away get the opportunity to still have access to that content which is going to be kicking off next week um but yeah, eventually I want to get everybody moved over to that new platform uh, so that we don't so that we have all the content available to every single person who supports the Chronicles of Aguna. Um, but also so we don't get YouTube basically taking 30 percent of it, which is what they're doing right now. And um, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot. So, um, yeah, it, it's much more cost effective. It's much more uh, user friendly. And it means that we can afford then to really up the level of it. And um, and I've got uh, my good friend, Mike Stavery, who you guys will all love from the pod, uh, is going to be helping me with the members content as well. And we're going to take things up to a totally new level. Um, and that content is going to kick off next week. So, yeah, um, just wanted to run it past you. If you are a member and you've got any questions or any thoughts, positive or negative, please let me know in the Discord server because I won't actually do anything. I won't actually make that switch until... Um, I'm confident that you guys, that the guys that are very kind um, and and support the show, um, I want you to be happy with it and I want you to be okay with it, basically, because without you guys, there is no membership scheme and then what's the point? So, yeah, um, thank you uh, for taking the time to listen to that little bit of rambling uh, about that. But please do let me know your thoughts and your feedback um, the Discord server won't stop, by the way. That will still be accessible to members as it is. I know a lot of you enjoy that and a lot of you um, communicate in that. But, yeah, just let me know your thoughts on the uh, the other part of it. OK, um, you know what? Going to leave it there. That's my brief reaction to the Europa League draw. As I say, as the games approach, we'll get some more insight uh, into those teams. And I'm very much uh, looking forward to those games as well uh, please do leave a like please do subscribe to the channel if you're new and i'll be back later on today for that full and preview the draw's done now attention switches back to the premier league i'm martin tyler and you're listening to harry Simeon. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.